0: Hello friends, thanks for tuning in. Really glad you could join us today. I have another interview to share with you here that I'm really excited about. Um, I have a special guest today from the Tampa area in Florida. She recently competed in an MPC show, winning first place in Bikini Novice and first place in Bikini Open. Congratulations, this is so exciting. So we're gonna talk about this today. Um, She's also a licensed massage therapist talk a little bit about her uh, experience as a therapist and what she's seeing out there. But we're going to talk about some other stuff too, which I'm really excited about because she has made um, her, what she's doing with her fitness, her workout strategies, her nutrition, and another thing that I really get excited about, those of you who know me, I'd love to talk about gut health. My guest is one of the few people I know out there who's really mindful of gut health. And we'll talk about all that. Plus, she also has a link to Parkinson's disease in her life, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the interview. So it's my pleasure to introduce my special guest, Jennifer Cease. Thank you. 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 Yeah, welcome and thanks for joining me today. I'm so impressed with what you're doing. Uh, We've talked on the phone We've exchanged a lot of communication, and uh, I guess first and foremost, I want to congratulate you on this about a week and a half ago, this NPC show, these, you, the so win.
1: It. Yeah, it was so unexpected. Um, I worked hard. I just wanted a place at the show, and needless to say I got first place, so it was a total surprise. Yeah,
0: major congratulations on, my, on that. I mean, that is serious commitment, serious dedication, oh, yeah. and a great example, so... Ah, you're, you're doing such cool stuff. Um, tell us, how, like I know you've been active, you said, for quite a while. Like you played sports mm-hmm. uh, in the past. And how did it come to you getting into uh, doing these types of competitions?
1: Um, well, I've always been active, like I said. And um, I ran marathons back in my early 20s about 10 years ago. I ran three marathons. Um, I wish I knew then what I know now because I've been doing all that running and all that wear and tear on my body, um, and I was skinny fat. I mean, I looked okay, but I had zero muscle definition. I started um, lifting weights about nine or ten years ago, not very seriously, but just to kind of give myself a little bit of a confidence boost, get myself a little bit more defined. uh, And then about a year and a half ago, I started working with my coach, Bryce Baum, here at a gym called MI40 in Tampa. Uh, And prior to this, I used to just go through the motions at the gym. I used to just lift weights, you know, um, lift them up and down, like no intent whatsoever. And after beginning that MI40, I started learning more about really focusing on the contractions and mm-hmm. um, made a huge difference in my workouts. My workouts were so much more efficient once I started focusing on those contractions and like having that mind-muscle connection. I always thought I had that mind-muscle connection that everyone talks about but until I actually went and learned from some professionals it just didn't click until I started about a year and a half ago and that's when um, like I said, my workouts became more efficient. My body started transforming more, um, more muscle definition. So, well,
0: it sounds like Bryce is a really good coach.
1: He's a great coach. Yeah, he's very knowledgeable for sure.
0: Well, next time I'm in Florida, uh, I have a couple trips coming up. I'd love to meet you, and I'd like to meet him because um, I learn from everybody. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is so cool. So, um, you did the show placed first
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is amazing um can you give us like a little bit of idea about maybe some of your training or what you're doing in your training
1: um uh, my training was pretty simple i only did um like one workout a day usually my and that's the other thing that mi40 taught me was not to overtrain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: like that's the big mistake a lot of people make is overtraining. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of girls that prep for these shows, they spend hours at the gym. Um, they do an hour of cardio in the morning, an hour of cardio at night, you know, and that just creates more inflammation within the body. Mm -hmm. So my training, I spent less time in the gym probably than most people think. (laughs) Um, I, toward the end of prep was only doing 24 minutes of high intensity interval training That was my only cardio pretty much um, for the end. Like I wasn't doing an hour in the morning, an hour at night. I wasn't killing myself. Mm -hmm. I felt great um, up until, you know, the show, until I stepped on stage, which a lot of girls are really struggling those last three weeks to push it and push it and push it. But like I said, that causes inflammation in the body, and it just – a lot of people feel drained once they step on the stage. So um, my training was fairly simple. I actually wanted to do a show back in June, but my coach advised me to just hold off until this past weekend, last weekend. And I'm so happy he did because I, it was a breeze. Like, I literally just walked on stage feeling great. So,
0: Well, yeah, we were talking on the phone last week and you were saying that um, you walked on stage, like you owned it, you felt great. Is that different than you felt in the previous shows? Because this is your third show, right?
1: This is this was my third show. Um, It was definitely a big difference. I mean, I was being coached by him prior for those other two shows. But within the last year, I've, you know, gotten a lot of my health under control. Um, I'm able to train more efficiently because I just I've learned that mind muscle connection a lot better, more efficiently. Um, And yeah, so
0: (laughs) well, I, first guy. of all, it's really great. I, I'm, uh, I'm happy you found him as a coach because it sounds like he's really on top of his game as far as helping people to get to where they need to be. And then, of course, they have to be committed to doing it, and you are, so you did it. Yeah. You go out there, you own it, and you win. So um, I'm going to move. I'm going to skip over something, and then we'll come back to it. But I want to talk about your nutrition okay. and gut health and inflammation, because I know one of the things that I've been studying a lot, it's been real, real interesting. In fact, both of my clients this morning, I trained a couple, um, we were training, and we have a manual muscle test we like to do, well, I like to do, and it's real simple, and I won't really describe it here, other than to say that when we test uh, the quad strength, let's say, on one side, um, we can tell, usually, if there's some kind of gut inflammation. And we have a methodology of doing that by placing a thumb just below the right, uh, bottom of the right rib, pushing in. And then when they lock and they don't, we can't break their quad because they have strength. But we know there's probably some type of a gut issue going on. So you and I have talked about this. And to me, it's really exciting because you're one of the few people. In fact, you're the only person. You're the only person I know who's doing shows who is aware of inflammation and gut health. And you and I were talking last week, you know people who are out there and they, they look great, but they feel like crap on the inside. Right. You achieve uh, this amazing physique and you feel great on the inside. So how did you do this?
1: Um, I did this by just changing the way I eat. Um, I eat whole foods now. I don't eat anything that's processed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pretty much cut alcohol out of my... Whole routine. I used to, you know, in my twenties, I used to go out and drink. I'll admit it, but it's made a huge difference. Um, I eat a lot of like chicken, just really good quality protein. I do a lot of chicken, lean beef, grass-fed lean beef, especially is a must for sure. Um, I do egg whites. I do um, some turkey breast, and for like carbs. Because a lot of people that compete, they're scared of carbs, which is yeah, a right. problem with a lot of girls, too. Um, I did a ton of carbs during my prep. I was doing a lot of sweet potato, rice, um, cream of rice, those kind of uh, carbs, just mm-hmm. healthy carbs. Mm-hmm. And then for healthy fat, I was doing a lot of coconut oil, avocados. Um, what else was I doing? like a lot of nut butters, almonds, that kind of thing. The Nut butters were nut butters that were from like, Whole Foods, Um, they're the ones that don't have all the added ingredients, it wasn't Jif, it was just literally ground up nuts with some sea salt, and that's it. You just really wanna eliminate those processed foods, and it makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, so that will help to reduce inflammation.
1: Exactly, yeah. People don't realize how much inflammation can be caused by all the junk that they put into processed food.
0: Right, and uh, one thing I failed to tie together before when I was talking about the manual muscle testing in relation to gut health is that when we see that, when we see that a gut is inflamed, let's say, well, we know that this robs us of our strength, mm-hmm. right? So the more inflammation we have, the less strength we're going to have
1: oh, yeah.
0: have you found like in your own workouts um what what is the difference now between when you weren't eating this way uh how are you feeling and your level of strength and all that
1: i feel so much stronger um i have energy to get through my workouts i look forward to my workouts i don't dread them anymore um In the morning too, like my energy level is always super high. I feel great when I wake up. I wake up at 5 a.m. a lot of mornings and, you know, my energy level just in general all day long is consistent and training. I usually train in the morning and do like I would do my cardio in the afternoon. Um, But so yeah, it just, it affects the energy level for sure. I just, a lot of my friends, they're reaching out to me for help now, and they eat a lot of processed food, and they crash in the afternoon, and they're asking me for advice on how to sustain their energy levels, and I just try to tell them, you know, clean eating is the way to go.
0: Absolutely. So, I'm just, um, because I don't want to miss anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Another thing we talked about on the phone last week that I have in my notes here is, um, You do more than just the clean eating, though, and eating whole foods. I mean, so you you have a little bit going on with some, let's say, digestive enzymes, probiotics. Mm -hmm. And, like, besides just the food you're taking in, um, what else are you doing to try to – what did you do to reset your gut? And how long does it take? Could, Could you measure out about how long it took to feel this way?
1: I mean, it's taken about a year and a half. A year and a half ago is when I started working with my coach, Bryce Baum. Um, he's the one that really realized I, that my gut was a mess. I was a mess. (laughs) Um, there was a lot of inflammation in my midsection. Um, and he put me on a protocol for my upper GI first because he realized that's where it was all stemming from was my upper GI. Once we got that under control, he put me on, um, a good probiotic, digestive enzymes, um, that kind of stuff to try to get my gut health to a healthy state um and then once my gut health was in a healthy state we were able to push my workouts more because when your gut health is not healthy uh it's hard to really push the body and have the energy for good workouts because if you're pushing the body too much it's just going to cause more inflammation in your body and more gut health issues yep She's a big no-no. So until we got my gut health under control, we really didn't start pushing my workouts. So um,
0: changing, changing your diet. Yeah. Old foods. Get rid of the processed stuff. Exactly. Digestive enzymes um, and probiotics. So basically this helps to get a lot of those toxins out of it. Talk to us a little bit about, about toxins too because you have some nice notes on that. I'd like to hear your uh, your take on the toxin. Situation.
1: Yeah. yeah, so basically, um, the things that also control inflammation in the body are like controlling your sleep, getting adequate sleep, mm-hmm. um, controlling your stress levels, and eliminating toxins in your environment. So I learned this probably a, two or three years ago is when I started doing a little bit of this, um, just eliminating all the cleaning supplies that have they're just loaded with toxins. Um, lotions, like I used to be a big bed, ba- or, um, bath and body works lotion person. And now I realize those are just full of chemicals that are just building up within my body um, and toxins. And um, and also just like little things like that you don't think about laundry detergent dish soap, um, those kind of things. If you just start using those organic products that don't have as many chemicals in them, it helps a lot because those toxins just build up in your body more and more. And as the toxins build up, the fat sticks to those toxins. And if you can't eliminate those toxins, if your gut health is unhealthy and you're not eliminating those toxins, your body's just hanging on to all those toxins. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to, People have like struggles trying to lose that last little bit of weight because their body's just hanging on to those toxins and not eliminating them. So, a couple of things that he also incorporated into my um, lifestyle was more vegetables. Like I used to eat vegetables, but not as much as I do now. But that helps to eliminate toxins a lot. Um, I'm on paleo fiber, which is a fiber supplement that helps a lot to just eliminate everything out of the gut and just keep things moving. Right.
0: Um, so. And that's important. I mean, that's another, um, I'll, do, I'll just say it. Constipation is a big issue for a lot of people. It is, yeah. I mean, I mean, I also, yeah. And I do that with my clients who talk about it all the time because a lot of them are constipated, especially those with neurological disorders. I mean, that's classic to see constipation. But I'm glad you talked about the toxins in relation to fat, too, because that is, they do go together. They're like hand in hand. More toxins, more fat. Less toxins, less fat. Yes. Yeah. I, um, well, I could go talk about that for a while, but it's not about me. It's about you. <laughs> so um, I also wanted to talk about, um, let me go back here. Gut health. So actually, the bottom line, though, when we think about it, just kind of like to summarize the whole thing about nutrition um, and even like the lotions, like you're saying, your skin is your largest, largest organ on your body, right? So if you have lathered up with all this stuff and then those chemicals sit there and they're there every single day, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I can only imagine it must have some, some type of negative effect probably mm-hmm. or eventually.
1: Yeah. And, I actually um, use coconut
0: oil now as my lotion. Oh, great.
1: So. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's, there you go. So when you take all that stuff and you look at what your body, what you're taking in your body, however it is applied, whether it's through your, uh, you know, diet or what you put on you, decreasing the amount of toxin or or just getting rid of it is paramount. Because then, if you don't, you have inflammation. Inflammation makes you feel like crap. Oh yeah. Constipated, and then you also don't have strength. You don't have energy. I mean, we just know the inflammation robs us of our strength it does so, yeah I, i'm so impressed with uh your what you're doing and i'm really glad that you're uh, speaking on this today because i think it's really really important um not only well for everybody but for those of you who are competing for shows out there yeah take it a step further with the dietary stuff because check out make sure you get your gut checked it's not a hard thing to check. Find a trainer who knows how or a physical therapist and do it because you'll, they'll know in a, in a heartbeat if you have any inflammation in the gut. And once you get rid of that, you're going to be so much stronger and feel better.
1: Right. I mean, there's people that do compete, and they do the whole, like, if it fits your macros. Um, and I, I agree with that, but I disagree with that because a lot of people that follow those kind of diets, they're the ones that are going out and eating donuts. And they're like, oh, it fits my macros. Hmm. Well, yeah, you might look great on the outside, like I told you before, but your insides are probably a mess. You probably don't have the energy that I have. Um, and just, it just—it makes a huge difference when you really just give your body those nutrients. That's the other thing is that when you get rid of those toxins and get a really healthy gut um, gut. Then your body actually absorbs all the nutrients from your food. That's a huge difference.
0: Um, oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's huge.
1: Yeah, because it's not just digesting the food and just pushing it through. You know, I mean, it's your body is actually being fed those nutrients when you eat when you have a healthy gut.
0: Well, it's interesting because uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, and I were talking recently. And he was saying, you know, Carl, our, our society is not starving for calories, but our society is starving. Yet you look around and you see, um, you know, unfortunately you see um two out of every three people, I think it is, are overweight and then half of them are obese or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're starving for the minerals, by vitamins and nutrients, right? So if you eat a thousand calories, but it's not full of nutrients that your body needs. Uh-huh. you're hungry an hour later it's your body trying to tell you feed me these nutrients and stuff like that but your brain can't decipher what it is your body wants so you just go eat the same crappy stuff again and then you're hungry again and pretty soon you've eaten way too many calories not enough nutrients For sure. And it's amazing what happens when you eat the nutrient nutrient um, dense food Because you get full so fast on smaller portions.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. Like my vegetables and everything else. Like I try to buy organic vegetables a lot of times too. Um, Not only was I getting the nutrients from the food since I had the healthy gut, but I was also on a lot of supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, He put me on, you know, like a good multivitamin, um, fish oil, D3, vitamin C, taurine, magnesium, I mean, I was on a lot of supplements, and my body was definitely not deprived of any nutrients, that's for sure. <laughs> so. well,
0: that's Were you and I talking about tomatoes last week?
1: I'm trying to remember, I don't know.
0: Somebody I was talking with, you know, this will resonate with you, and I, don't, I can't base this, so for anybody watching or listening Um, because the audio of this will eventually go on my iTunes podcast. So for any of you watching or listening, I can't say this is a fact, but this is what somebody told me last week. You would have to eat 12 tomatoes today to get the amount of nutrients that one tomato would have in 1950. Okay, now maybe it's five tomatoes today, maybe it's eight. The number was 12. I don't know if it's true, but one thing I do know that's true is that your average tomato travels 1,500 miles to get from garden to plate. And it's usually on a corporate conglomerate garden, a big farm. It's probably not local growing. And when you cut into it, it's not really red, and it doesn't even taste like a tomato. So right. it's just an example of, yep, you can get the calories, but you're not getting nutrients because the soil they grew it in is all depleted and whatever. So, that's why the organic stuff is so important I think too, and I know a lot of people think it's out of their price range and and maybe if they don't have access to a good farmer's market, then maybe it is. Uh, But it'd be nice. Well, the farmer's markets, at least up here, I mean, organic stuff is about a third of the price at the market as it is in the grocery store. Yeah. So as long as you can get to the market, you can load up and it's it's quite affordable, I would say, um, in my experience.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So... Let's move along. Um, I want to talk about your experience as a licensed massage therapist. Yeah. And you've been doing this for seven years, I think, right? I have been, yep. Great. So I'm around a lot of massage therapists in uh, workshops that I teach when I travel. And I've learned a lot from them. In fact, last year I went to a school here, uh, the Onondaga, Onondaga School for Massage Therapy. I think that's the name of it. I so was seriously thinking about maybe doing this because it would add to my scope of practice, but there's so much you can do with massage. How have you approached your practice as an LMT? And I'm also curious, like, what are you seeing out there? What are, what are the common What are common reasons people come in to see you?
1: Right. Well, I work in a gym environment. So a lot of my clients um, are active and they are working out regularly. So, they come to me mainly for like sore muscles, um, aches and pains from working out, which is great. But then I also see the other extreme where people are unhealthy and not taking care of themselves and they just don't feel well. So they feel like a massage will help them feel better. But when in fact it's actually not really going to solve anything, maybe for like that day they'll feel better. But in the long run, it's more than um, losing weight. It's a lot of times, too, like people that are a little bit overweight have low back issues because they, have a, they don't have a strong core. So I work on some people like that. And, you know, a lot of them, too, are just starting out on their weight loss journey. So I try to encourage them as much as I can to just stick with it. You know, it's going to help their low back. And I try to just... Try to link the two so that people realize, like, oh, if I lose this weight, and my body might feel better. Right. So I, I do work on some people like that. I used to work in a chiropractor office. Um, and there were, you know, the active people that came to the chiropractor to get adjusted, but then there were also the people that were overweight and had those aches and pains. And um, some of them, I mean, it, it just frustrates me because – they realized what the problem was, but they weren't taking the steps to solve that problem. They weren't, you know, initiating losing weight themselves. And it was more just a, um, like they were content and, uh, it would just frustrate me as a massage therapist because until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're not going to help yourself. so yeah. I- it was a waste of my time in general. Like, I, you know, I love taking care of people. I love, you know, helping people. But at the same time, it was frustrating for me.
0: Well, I can relate to that on many fronts. And just real brief, um, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired a few years ago. I was about maybe seven eight years ago. Um, I had some issues going on. I, I won't really dwell on any of that now, but bottom line is, is I was a lot heavier, clinically obese, and I, I had to change. And I knew that the magic pill, they just weren't out there, right?
1: Not at all. It, was,
0: it took a, a complete paradigm shift in uh, how I look at things, how I approach things, and getting committed and doing things. It also took some education. Like I needed to know what to do because I wanted to do things. My intentions were good, but I didn't know about the nutrition part, like I, like I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And it kind of—I'm going to loop something in here that I didn't mention that I want to ask you about. But I want to ask you because I know you'll be able to bring some real good insights here. Is uh, first of all, you have to get to a place where you're just ready. And you've got to commit and put all the pieces of the puzzle together. So maybe the chiropractor does the adjustment. Jennifer does the the massage. um, Bryce does the training or whatever it is. But then there's a nutrition factor. You have to have all the pieces of the puzzle. But it it takes a mindset. It takes a, a, a mindset and a commitment to be able to do that, a commitment to the little things that make the big difference. And so my question for you is, With all that you've been doing and achieving, which is so impressive, what is your mindset? Especially on the days when you don't feel like doing anything. Do you ever have days like that, like where you just don't want to work out?
1: Every now and then, but I hadn't... He did give me enough off days where I was able to kind of reset Mm -hmm. my body, reset my mindset. You know, I didn't feel like I had to go to the gym every day. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't feel like a task to me because I get... I was given those off days and time to kind of recover mm-hmm. um, on the days when I needed to go to the gym and just was not in the mood. I would watch YouTube motivational videos. Um, I do a lot of quotes. Like I look up quotes a lot of times. My friends always make fun of me because they're like, Oh, Jen's so sentimental. I'm so into quotes, but just r- sometimes like I'll just Google quotes and I'll find one that is exactly what I need to hear that day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always kind of been that way. So
0: Yeah, well, actually, that's good, Ben. That's good. I, I am that way now. I didn't used to be. Um, but I think the other thing, too, is a lot of people get to a point in their lives. and I'm, I'm just curious. Like with me, as a trainer, I don't really do much weight loss anymore, mainly because I find that there seems to be a general lack of commitment. Right. They think I'm a magic pill. I am not a magic pill. I am a guide, and you do the work, and you'll realize results. But um, not that I'm not interested in helping those people, and if they're committed, I'm happy to. But I think some of them, get, they, get, they get stalled because they think they're too far gone. Do you ever find that people are like they just lost hope? Like I just can't possibly get there.
1: Yeah, I find that a lot with my friends. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me lately, especially mm-hmm. like within this past week, um, who have said, you know, they feel like they've just kind of lost themselves. Um, and I've, you know, I've tried my best to encourage them to stick with their goals. The key is just to take one day at a time, really. Mm-hmm. People get overwhelmed, like, People that especially are overweight and want to lose, you know, 50 pounds, um, some of those people, they go all in right away. Yeah. (laughs) Not really the key. Yeah,
0: that can be overwhelming, you know?
1: Those people, they end up burning themselves out and they just go back to right what they were doing before. Mm -hmm. Um, So the key is really just to take one day at a time, set little goals along the way.
0: Yeah. Wow. I like that. That's, that's, I think that's a great way to approach it, especially when there's something really, uh, and this is a matter of perspective and the person, but if something seems like a monumental thing to take on or a task, you got to break it down.
1: I mean, that's how it was with me for prep. I look at my progress pictures and like at the time, like, you know, that's the thing too about weight loss and just a healthy lifestyle in general. Um, if you're trying to transform your body, it's great to take those progress pictures Mm -hmm. because when I look at myself in the mirror right now, I don't really see the difference, but when I compare pictures from, you know, a year and a half ago before I started all this healthy lifestyle and my, and correcting my gut health and everything else, um, when I compare the two pictures, I realize just how far I've come. And that's always motivating. Like that's, I really encourage my friends that are trying to get in shape and lose weight to take those progress pictures. It's a big deal. Oh yeah, I mean, even like within like a two week span, my friends are like frustrated. They're like, "Well, the scale's not going down." That's the other thing that drives me crazy. Um, I'm at a time.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Say it. Say it for me.
1: I'm very guilty. Um, I weigh myself almost every morning. My coach. Gets mad at me for it. Um, my weight really, during prep, it didn't change that much. Mm-hmm. Like, it would go down gradually. That's the thing, too. Like, I was doing it the healthy way. I was gradually decreasing my weight. But there were moments where I was like, why isn't my weight going down more? But then I realized when I would compare pictures, my yeah. body was transforming. My body composition, you know, my fat was turning into muscle, you know. And so exactly. That,
0: Exactly That's, I know people get so frustrated with that. I have a body composition thing I use, and sometimes this doesn't happen real often, but on occasion, maybe a few months later, they've gained a pound, and they're yeah. just freaking out, but their clothes fit better and different. they need to take a minute. Well their body composition just changed. The muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah. They gained like four pounds of muscle and they lost three pounds of fat, so or uh, five pounds of fat, or however, the math works out, they right. gained a pound. But they got rid of this fat. It's just so amazing. Yeah.
1: You
0: know? um, I have a couple of pictures. Of, can I hold up a picture here of you before and after? Sure. Go ahead. You sent me today.
1: I don't
0: know if you can see. So, I mean, obviously, in both pictures, you look great. But right. the picture on the left, that was a year ago?
1: Correct.
0: Okay. So, if we look, and you sent me this, we were looking at your abs. And basically, we're talking about gut inflammation, taking your gut health under control. You look at the picture on the right, and you said you didn't really train abs. You didn't do anything additional. You just changed your diet.
1: Exactly. It was so cool.
0: I want everyone to take a good note here at left picture versus right. Yep, both look great. But look at on the right. You'll see what happens when we clean on our gut. Things change, so that's bravo to you for that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. So I'd like to segue into one more thing here. Mm -hmm. And um, this has to do with your father. And first of all, I'm very sorry. I lost my father a year ago this month. Um, It's very difficult, and I'm sorry about your loss two years ago.
1: About two years ago, almost
0: two years ago. And you had uh, kind of an extended time where you you actually saw your father suffering and fighting against Parkinson's disease, correct? Correct, yeah. So do you mind sharing with us a little bit about that experience? Because what I've done is I've talked with a lot of neurologists on my interview series. I've talked with many people with PD, and I have a lot more of each of those coming up um, to be uploaded. But I actually haven't ever spoken with anyone on camera about their, the effect PD had on their life. Like, you don't have it, but your dad did. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, uh, I, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that and your connection to that whole um, experience with Parkinson's through your dad.
1: Right. So he was diagnosed. I'm now 32 years old. Um, he was diagnosed when I was six years old. Okay. So I remember as a kid, um, when I was six years old, before he knew he had Parkinson's, his hand would have a tremor. And I remember I would always grab it to try to make it stop. Because, I mean, at that age, like, you know, you didn't, I didn't know anything about Parkinson's. And even like, I mean, this was 20 plus years ago. No one really knew anything about Parkinson's. So um, that was my earliest memory of him having Parkinson's um so he went to the doctor shortly after you know he realized he had a problem and i had parkinson's um he was on a bunch of medication and luckily it did not progress very quickly at all okay. um, when i was up until when i was in high school you really couldn't tell that he had it um he you know maintained a pretty normal lifestyle he was still kind of working a little bit retired um, and when he well he actually had to have open heart surgery uh,
0: oh, right,
1: right. up at the cleveland clinic and that's when things really started going downhill with his parkinson's because when parkinson's patients go under anesthesia they explain to us that a lot of times it messes with the brain chemistry um so he was in and out of the hospital a lot like He was on the psych floor because he was hallucinating, and this happens, apparently it's common with Parkinson's patients. Um, So that was really kind of the downfall of when his Parkinson's started getting worse and worse. This was about, I want to say, seven years ago. Um, So after that, he was in and out of physical rehab facilities because he had lost so much strength, with just being in bed all day at the hospital after this heart surgery. So um, when he got out of the physical rehab facility, he started having to have around-the-clock care. Um, His Parkinson's was pretty bad, like his balance started getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, And uh, his, it was just tough to watch because, you know, here's my dad, Totally independent man, like all his life, like huge social life. Like, he would go out all the time, um, and his independence was just slowly being taken away from him, like to the point where he was, you know, embarrassed to go out in public sometimes. Like, he was actually looking at cards at Walgreens one day, and he walked out of the store, and a cop met him outside the store because someone inside the store had called the cops on him because they thought he was drunk, Um, which if you watch interviews of like Michael J. Fox, he had, my dad had a lot of that movement. Um, So it just kind of hit his ego hard. Um, It got to the point toward the end where he couldn't even use the restroom by himself. The caregivers had to, you know, go in there and help him. Right. So it was, just, it was tough, and, of course, he was stubborn, and he would not use his walker or his wheelchair. He was like, I'm fine. I'm not going to fall. And we're like, Dad, you just fell five minutes ago because his balance was so bad toward the end. And It was, just, it was a roller coaster. It was an up-and-down roller coaster. Um, I you know, have a history of emotional eating. So every time I'd go to Ohio, I would go up to Ohio probably every two to three months I was living down here in Tampa after college, Um, and it was just tough to watch him progress. And that's kind of also why I went into, like, the past two years after he passed away, I started getting into the um, lifting and working out more because I realized after he passed away that I had two options. I could either, you know, take care of myself. And um, try to make good out of bad. but Or I could go down the dark path and, you know, start doing drugs, start emotionally eating and not taking care of myself, which a lot of people I feel like do after a parent passes away at the age of 30. Mm -hmm. So um, And I just wanted to make my dad proud. So that's kind of why I got into just taking care of myself. My brother has always been very active as well. Um, he's at the gym at 5 a.m. every morning. He has four kids, so. Oh wow. Yeah, we both just kind of adopted this healthy lifestyle.
0: Well, I think that's a good lesson. I mean, as, uh, I, I've met a lot of people who will say things like there is um, opportunity in pain. Let's say so. If you're going through something painfully, uh, emotionally painful, there are options. A lot of times people don't see it that way. you know. Uh, I'll admit, I had three weeks of emotional eating after my father passed away. Yeah. I'm convinced that those 10 pounds are there. It's like they never really went away, and I've been working very hard. Actually, you're one of the influences for me on this too um, because of what you've done, what you've achieved. It, it, it shows me, yet again, you can do what you're, you set your mind to. My son's another big inspiration. My daughter's another big inspiration as to uh their pain they've gone through in their lives in various ways and the choices they've made of of creating progress and opportunity out of pain. And you know it is it is not easy, let's say, but it really is a choice. It may not be an easy choice. It may not be a natural choice. But just having that awareness, the mindfulness of you know I love your like making your dad proud. I I think of that with my dad too. With things, I know he'd be really happy about a lot of stuff that's going on right now. So like, okay, yeah, this is for you, dad, or whatever. You know, I'll be thinking that sometimes. So I I really admire your your approach to that and how you handled that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough some days. I'll admit, I still I'm on a roller coaster still. Yeah. Um, good days and bad days. So.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is there's another test I like to do. I did it this morning with my people. It's, I call it the emotional test. Um, and I'm not going to describe it here because if anyone watches this and I haven't tested you yet, it'll ruin the results. But bottom line is uh, emotions are connected to strength. Let's say negative emotions or negative thoughts combined with poor gut health you are so robbed of strength. Yeah. But if you can control your gut health, get your inflammation down, um, choose more optimal, or let's say more higher frequency, positive thoughts, and which probably lead to more positive emotions. Okay. You gain strength. There's a connection, a very close connection between all of those. And I don't want to be weak, so I choose to be strong. And I know you're, you are a prime example of that. I really admire everything you're doing. Yeah, Yeah. well, I appreciate you sharing about that, uh, you know, your father too, because I'm, I'm sure it's not easy, um, but it's something that I think will resonate with a lot of people out there who watch, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's only, only about 2% of the poppin population is affected with Parkinson's, but just ask around or mention it, and almost everybody knows somebody with it
1: that's true it's It's
0: amazing it's like it's not that popular of a disease yet everybody knows somebody with it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: almost everyone or maybe they have they're related to somebody and I'm absolutely amazed by it so
1: it's such a tough disease and um, my brother and my mom and I were actually and my sister-in-law were there with my dad when he passed away Um, we ended up having to pull the plug um, and it was a tough decision, but we knew that it was what he wanted. And uh, sorry, I'm getting emotional. Well, okay. It was what he wanted, and like his quality of life at that point just was not the same. Yeah. So it just gives all this peace that like now he's not struggling anymore. He's not in pain anymore. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there in pain with a lot of different things, and then you know that has an effect on you and the family and people in their lives and so um if i go back and tie in a little bit of what we talked about earlier with this uh, i talk about this in workshops the research is out there get that gut health down get it under control get your inflammation down there's a relationship between gut health and many different diseases parkinson's is one Mm -hmm. Um, Cancers, all kinds of things, right? Right. There's a relationship between uh, constipation and and disease too. So it's just you know it really really just you may not you may feel good today if you eat a McDonald's burger last night, okay. but maybe you don't feel good. I know I feel I would feel awful. But if you're used to it and that's what you do, you might feel good today. But what you wake up tomorrow and something's wrong, you get that that notice from the doctor that you got a problem. Maybe it's a serious one. You've got a cancer, you've got something else. Not to pick on McDonald's, but I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there in the grocery stores and a lot of the, a lot of the food supply that is, it, eventually it's going to catch up and it's gonna have, you're going to have a problem. Oh, yeah. So if you change things now, it's, it's not too late to change. We can always change. We can start right now. It's a choice. we have to make and if you don't know what to do you can reach out to somebody like jennifer you can get some education on it because she knows what she's doing
1: yeah I mean, that's the thing too everyone thinks it's so expensive to eat healthy but really i mean i'm not going out to eat very often at all um i live a pretty low you know low maintenance lifestyle um And my whole mindset is that you can either pay for it now or pay for it later. I love that quote because it's true. Like, I mean, you can either eat healthy now and, you know, choke, like, just go out and buy that organic vegetable, or you can pay for it later when you have all these health issues in your 50s and 60s and you can't be there for your grandchildren, you know? So I'd rather take care of myself now and just feel great, and I just, I feel like I have a spring in my step the past, you know, years, since I've really gotten my gut under control.
0: Um, yeah, you know. but you're going to feel better, and you know, I'm so glad you said that, too, because that's really, you know, boils down to that. We look at the, uh, the co-pays for a lot of the drugs out there, that's going to cost a hell of a lot more than eating something organic right now, especially if you have a farmer's market go. Just make sure it's organic because a lot of them have little labels on them, you know, and so they're really not organic. But go, go to, uh, instead of the resellers, just go to the organic tables and it's a lot cheaper there than it is at your local grocery store probably, right? Right. So, well, good. So I have one more question to ask and I, I'm sorry, it's not fair because I didn't say I was going to ask it. Uh, and I know you got this one. As we wrap things up. If you were to have one, let's say, one takeaway message you want people to be thinking about after this interview, what is the takeaway message?
1: Um, To just believe in yourself. And if you're going through a hard time, realize that it will pass. And um, just keep working towards your goals one day at a time. Really. I mean, dream big.
0: Oh, I like that one, too. No more small thinking in my world. Those days are done.
1: I mean, it's all about having a positive mindset. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of um, YouTube mm-hmm. motivational videos. I mean, if you go to YouTube and type in motivational videos, there's hundreds of thousands that come up. Yeah. And yeah. I'm doing a lot of that. Just like while I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll have that on in the background. And it helps a lot with my mindset.
0: Well, I love it. That's a great takeaway message. So I've really enjoyed this, Jennifer. Thanks. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your time.
0: Oh, no problem. No problem. So um, keep up the great work. I know you will. You have more shows coming up. You're going to win. It's going to be awesome to watch uh, what happens in your future. Thank you. um, and so thanks so much for joining me. And thank you everyone who's watching and listening too. We really appreciate tuning in. Um, It's all about trying to reach out with a message of help, helping people, trying to help people to maybe just change a couple of, maybe a one thought, one thing you learned. If you learn one thing from this that you can apply in your life, if that makes a difference, then it's all worthwhile. If we only help one person, that's worthwhile too. But hopefully we help more, you know, because a lot of us need some kind of motivation. And so um, that's what we're here to try to do. And that's why I, I, like, I follow Jennifer and what she's doing. And I'm so glad she could share with us because she motivates me. And I'm sure a lot of you are motivated by her, too. So thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And have a fantastic day.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.